On this week's episode of Saturation, we start by paying tribute to legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. The Grammy Awards felt especially somber in the Staples Center, the house that Kobe built. The night went on with the usual red carpets and performances, which we cover in depth this episode, but we want to pay reverence to the man that impacted so many. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Saturation. We're so excited that you guys are listening, and we have good news. We'll start with that, and that is that this is our last week of January. You guys have heard us complain about January now for weeks, yes. and it's finally coming to a close. 2020 starts for real February 1st, and that's the tea on that. I yes. will let Kate take it away with our next part. Yes, Grace, that is an excellent note of positivity. I think that um, this episode's really interesting, Grace and I were just talking about, because uh, this, you know, for me, and I know Grace loves this topic as well, um, the Grammys, That I mean, it's literally my favorite day of the year, um, but as you know, it started out in a completely different way, and so before we get into the Grammys, we want to talk about that, Um and, and we've never really had to discuss on this platform something kind of um, so devastating as what happened on Sunday. Um, we also, uh, I want to mention that I just got back from a funeral of a dear um, and a great man who uh, lost the battle to cancer. Um, I know there's a lot of Arkansas listeners, so... I wanted to make a special mention to uh, the Stringer family and the Coker family. Um, Mark Stringer, for those of you that don't know, um, where I grew up in Stuttgart was a very pivotal part of the community. And um, he was diagnosed with cancer in 2016. And on Friday, he passed away. I think I already said that he was 37, but regardless, I'm saying it again. Um, And he was a coach and a teacher. I had him for... um, (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. I had him for um, junior high football, which, yes, I did play. And oh, I also had him for ninth grade freshman year PE and health. Um, and then he went on to marry a good family friend of mine. And um, so th- his journey has really been a part in Stuttgart. Um, he sat when he was in Stuttgart with his wife. They sat in the pew in front of us at church, and um, a lot of us have been really praying for him and um, have felt connected to his battle in some type of way and have been really rooting him on. And so it's really sad. He was the head basketball coach at another school, and um, so he has a whole group of students that are also mourning him. Um, his uh, funeral was in uh, that high school gym where he grew up playing basketball and now he was the head coach of. Um, so very special service and um, I just, there's a lot of loss in the world and so I think that if you believe in a higher power or uh, a, you know higher being, God, etc., um, definitely keep Mark and his friends and his family and Lauren and the Cokers and all those people and um, add them to your prayer list because that's not an easy thing. He was very young and left behind a whole bunch of people that love him. So I wanted to give that shout out. And, um, you know, again, it's, 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 it's such a, it's such a weird time and heaviness as, uh, for me with that, but then also with, um, everything that happened on Sunday. So gosh, what a time. Yeah. It's just been a rough start to 2020 guys. It has. Uh, 
Yeah, there's just a somber feeling. And additionally, with the Kobe Bryant thing, like, America is just... Hurts are breaking a little bit right now, guys. It's very sad time. That's what it feels like. For anyone that doesn't know, which I would be shocked if you did not know, but um, on Sunday, which was the same day that the uh, 62nd Annual Grammy Awards were being held, Kobe Bryant along with his daughter Gianna, they called her Gigi, she was 13, and then seven other other passengers, um, their helicopter crashed in Calabasas, and all nine passengers passed away. Um, I mean, what are the odds? I mean, I was, I, like, I saw this come across, like, I was, I'm like, on Grammy Day, I'm like, prepped. I'm like, the whole day is better to the Grammys. I watch the pre-show. I watch the red carpet. I watch the Grammys. I watch the after show. I love it. And so I was on my couch, like, getting ready. And um, by getting ready, I mean just sitting there. And the news came across, and I literally thought it was fake. Like, Yeah, yeah. Cade sent it to me. He was the first one to send it to me. And I was like, I, I was sitting there at lunch with my friend. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I tell her. And we're like, we have to see if someone else is posting. It's like, there's no way this is true. Right. Unfortunately, it was, but just so sad and unexpected. Yeah, and I was, like, literally livid. I was like, how dare TMZ report this? Like, and and I got on Twitter, and everyone was saying the same thing. People were pissed. They were like, you know, and part of me is, like, how awful for a family or friend that knew those people on the plane to find out about it through TMZ. I think that is... Awful. Yeah. I don't know how is a good way to find out about that, but I was just shocked. And then, you know, at first it was only confirmed that it was Kobe's chopper, and so it was. They were pretty sure he was on it. Um, he was known. Um, he played for the. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. He played for the. Lakers. Yes, the Lakers. Lakers. I'm so sorry. I promise, I know he played for the Lakers for 20 yeah. years. And he was really known for um, flying in and out of L.A. on on his helicopter because he lived out um, in Newport Beach area, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, like, he would spend so much time in traffic. And um, he's talked about in interviews in the past that the reason why he used the chopper is because it allowed him to spend more time with his family. Right. Um, Which is so tragic. And so when it was first announced that it was him, I don't know about you, but I then started, like, he has um, a wife, Vanessa. He has a 13-year-old daughter. He has a 17-year-old daughter. And then he has a daughter that was, uh, the, I don't know the other one's age, but then the, basically he has four daughters, and the youngest one was just born in June 2019. Um, and so my first thought is, were they all on the plane? Like, yeah, because there were some reports that were saying that, and then people, again, were getting mad about that, saying yes. it wasn't true, and like, I just didn't know what to believe. There were so many headlines and like, like differing details and stuff mm-hmm. that it was just a lot to follow and mm-hmm. totally set the tone for the rest of the day. He was um, he was flying with uh, again his thirteen year old daughter who plays basketball and uh, he helped was helping coach her team um, along with it was them two the other coach. Um, another, a uh, couple of friends of hers and their family members. I apologize that I don't have all the exact names and details. Um, I just didn't write them down, but, um, I, they were all going to play, um, in a tournament, uh, of sorts. And that's why they were all riding together. And, um, it, 
I mean, it's, I, I, whenever it came out that his daughter was on the plane, I was like, what is happening? Like, you know, it's so sad to think about like their last moments, you know, mm -hmm. like how scared. Yeah. And I don't know. I've been watching. There's been, of course, so many celebrity tributes. There were so many tributes at the Grammys, which we're going to talk about. Um, but mm -hmm. everyone started pouring out online. Um, and it was, I mean, heartbreaking yesterday, Monday, um, all the shows were back on. So Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and Kelly and Ryan and Ellen. And so they're speaking about it and all their tributes are so touching and so hard. I mean, it seems like everyone knew this guy and he impacted everyone in a different way. Um, my mm -hmm. heart breaks for his wife. I cannot imagine having a newborn and losing your husband of 20 or I think they were married for 20. Uh, I had it written down here somewhere. They were married for a good while. Um, They've been together since they were 17. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and he's 41 years old. So you guys can do the math. Um, I mean, Horrible. and she loses a daughter. I mean, I just, I, 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 I can't imagine what that's like. And, um, I know I've read an article that she's in the past and very outspoken on postpartum depression. So there's no telling what, you know, with just having baby in June, what she's going with going through in general. Um, yeah. so I just, I mean, it's, it's literally so tragic. Yeah. Um, oh, 18 years. They're married for 18 years. What yeah. do you say? Prayers to them, everyone on the crash. It's just so sad. It's so sad. Also, I, I was watching an interview specifically of, I think it was, he was on Jimmy Kimmel in 2018, and it was before they had their most recent child. And Jimmy was asking them about, like, were they going to have another kid? Like, basically throughout the years, everyone's always said, you got to have a boy, you got to have a boy, you got to have a boy to continue on the legacy. I mean, he was a basketball legend. And mm -hmm. everyone would always say that. And in this particular interview, and I know he said it many times, but... Uh, he said his wife was really fearful of having another daughter. And she might have already been pregnant at the time, but maybe they didn't know what the sex was. It doesn't matter. She was fearful that it was going to be another girl. And he was, he said, it doesn't matter. He, he didn't want a boy. He was a girl dad. And he was a big advocate for that girls could play sports, girls could play basketball. Um, he told Jimmy in that interview, he said, my, you know, his oldest daughter, um, I believe is a big volleyball player. And he mm -hmm. said the other two, the other one at the time, he had three. So the youngest one at the time was too young to know what she was good at. But he said the middle one, the 13-year-old, she has the skill. She, if anybody's going to be anything what I am, it's going to be her. And she's better. She's better than I was at that age. And just because she's a woman, she can do it. And so um, I think that that is heart. I mean, there's so many. It's just like the heart breaks in so many ways. Ugh. It's so sad. All the celebrity tributes. I mean, for players. Uh, I mean, everybody. I mean, you had J Lo. You had Alex Rodriguez. You had Vanessa Ann Hudgens. You had Lizzo. You had Camila Cabello. You had um, like um, Gigi Hadid, Ellen DeGeneres. Literally everyone. Everyone. People were tweeting. People were posting pictures. I want to find this one um, in particular. I think a lot of fans were waiting on. Um, LeBron James, who was a very dear friend of Kobe's, and they played for the Lakers. Everyone was kind of waiting on his tribute, um, and uh, I'm just going to read it 
to you guys really quick because we can't read all the tributes, but this was personally one of my favorites. Um, he posted and said, I'm not ready, but here I go. Man, I'm sitting here trying to write something for this post, but every time I try, I begin crying again just thinking about you, niece Gigi, and the friendship slash bond slash brotherhood we had. I literally just heard your voice Sunday morning before I left Philly to head back to L.A. Didn't think for one bit in a million years that that would be the last conversation we'd have. WTF, exclamation point, exclamation point. I'm heartbroken and devastated, my brother. Several emojis. Man, I love you, big bro. My heart goes to Vanessa and the kids. I promise you'll continue. I'll, I promise I'll continue your legacy, man. You need so much. You mean so much to us all here, especially hashtag Laker Nation. And it's my responsibility to put this shit on my back and keep it going please give me the strength from heavens above and watch over me i got us here there's so much more i want to say but just can't right now because i can't get through it until we meet again my brother hashtag mama for life hashtag gg for life i mean all the posts were like that all but you know but people were just so close to him which is so heartbreaking it really is um i'm looking through my notes just to see if there's anything else that i wanted to mention, um, one interesting fact is that he and his wife, uh, it said that they never flew together for presumably this reason, that if something was to happen, like oh what did happen, uh, he had said in the past that they didn't fly together. Um, one interesting thing that I, Grace and I haven't discussed and I just wanted to kind of bring it up really quickly was um, Kylie Jenner posted an Instagram story with all nine of the passengers' photos and she said, I can't believe this. That was a helicopter I would fly on from time to time with that pilot. And I don't know how to say his name. I think it's, I think it's Ava. Um, he was such a nice man. And then she said, hold your loved ones close. Um, this came out, Grace, I don't know if you saw this today, but, um, this morning, Black China, in a few episodes ago, mm -hmm. we discussed, um, that she's having some legal troubles with Rob. Um, somehow the fans traced it back, and the last time that Kylie flew on the chopper was in November of 2019, very recently, with Dream, who is Rob and China's baby. China had mm -hmm. the audacity in this moment, in all this sadness, to release a statement via her lawyer saying how upset that she was to find out that Dream rode on the helicopter. What? I'm not going to read the statement because it's, it's not worth the time. Um, it's that's, so... That's, that's so selfish and so irrational, first of all. That's so like saying that someone who gets in a, a fatal car accident, that's like, oh my gosh, I'm so offended that my child was once in that car. It's not about you. Right. And it's totally ridiculous. Like, I have so many thoughts. And, like, the fact that she has taken this moment and tried to make it somehow about herself. She literally yeah. released a statement via her lawyer. You do that when you're getting a divorce, not when you find out that your daughter rode in a helicopter. Which Rob posted a photo when it happened, so I don't know how she did not not see it at the time. Um, literally she insane. I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was crazy that... Like, one, that Kylie rode in that exact helicopter with that exact pilot. And two, that Black China was, like, publicly trying to get in on this press oh that's God. happening. That it, it's awful. Well. So, thoughts and prayers to her as well because she is uh, obviously not well. Yeah. Um, but, calming down a little bit and going back to Kobe. Um, I mean, our thoughts and prayers are out there with everyone who is so sad. I mean... 
the world, we, we, I, we both said it, you know, in, in the first 15 minutes of this episode, the world is just sad. It's just, there's a heaviness and, um, I, I think a lot of people in times like this realize that, um, you know, life is really short and it's one of those cliche things that we really say, but when, t- I mean, you see people coming together in a way that during a tragedy that you don't on a normal day. And so I pray that people will remember this and remember the way that they're feeling and that, that you reach out to your loved ones and, and that you let them know that you love them. And if you're listening to this podcast, we want to let you know that we love you because you listen to us and our craziness and our shenanigans, and we wouldn't be able to get to do this without you. So thank you for listening and being here. And, um, and we are as sad as you are and, uh, this this loss is felt by us and by you and by everybody, and um, we just continue to pray. Yeah, I second all of it. Yeah, um, and you know, Grace and I didn't really talk about any of this before, so I hope that's all okay. But um, with that being said, we want to move now into the a little bit of Grammys topics, um, yeah. which is. So, I mean, again, you guys, if you watch the Grammys, you know that this placed a whole different element on the show because not only was the Grammys taking place in L.A., but they were happening at the Staples Center, which is the home to the Lakers. That was Kobe's home. Um, And so, you know, at one point there was talk that they were going to have to cancel the show because not only were people there for the event, but fans started pouring out together there and, you know, to to pay uh, homage to Kobe and uh, to mourn together. And so there was talk about it was a major fire hazard and downtown LA traffic was awful. And I mean, it was, it seemed to be a little bit of a, uh, of a a sticky situation, but they worked it out. And um, it, I mean, it's crazy the like parallels and like how that happened on that day. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, when they zoomed in on his jersey at the award show, I just, mm-hmm. like, got chills. No, exactly. And I think I, this is something that it immediately reminded me of. You guys might remember in 2012, the night before the Grammys, um, Whitney Houston was found dead in uh, her, her bathtub at in L.A. She was supposed to be at the Grammys the next day. And it, it this reminded me, in a different way, uh, because this was obviously, like, a complete tragedy, and Whitney Houston was too, but uh, that was an over, you know, Helicopter crash, overdose, different, but yeah. still the sadness and the way that it affected the show reminded me of the same. So, um, before we get into the red carpet and all the shows, I briefly, briefly want to mention, I don't want to talk about this a lot because honestly, I don't know a lot about it. Um, and like, I, I, I don't like, I don't really know what else to say. I, I just don't know much about it, but, um, the week, so I don't know if any of you saw last week in the news, Deborah Dugan, who is the uh, current CEO of the Grammys was um, put on a um, put on leave ten days before the show, and then she filed um, all these um, explosive complaints um, against the Grammys. They're pretty crazy. I, I watched some interviews. I watched some. Um, I, I'm sorry, crazy is not the right word. It's pretty shocking what all she has to say. I don't know if it's true. Again, it's all allegedly. Um, But she claims that, you know, all, I mean, I think she has some sexual harassment claims, um, uh, you know, allegations of misconduct. Um, She, 
she, she has claims against the past CEO. She has claims against the people there. She talked a lot about how the show was rigged. Um, she specifically mentioned last year how Ariana Grande and Ed Sheeran were robbed. Um, I don't. It's it's super interesting, and I wish that I could break it all down for you. I just we don't have enough time um, to do that. But you guys should definitely look into it if you're curious at all. Um, the Grammys are, of course, saying that none of it's true. She's filed those lawsuits, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, you know, she mentioned how there's a lot of really powerful men in this industry and on this academy, and that, you know, they represent a lot of artists, so there's a lot of conflict of interest um, that they get to vote, but they represent, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so she mentioned that some people in particular like Scooter Braun, manage a lot of artists and get to vote. And obviously he wants those artists to win. Um, she just talked about how it's a big boys club and uh, and how she saw a lot of discrepancies against her. Um, the claim that was made against her um, that got her put on leave was made by the former CEO's um, secretary. And so she thinks that that's rigged as well and that they just wanted to get her out of there. Um, she's a woman leading the Grammys and... Um, I don't know. It, it's all really sad to me. Um, and I, I don't want to say that this happened, uh, the, the Kobe thing happened for a reason, but it did for sure. Like I, people forgot about that whole issue, um, right. which was interesting. Yeah. Did you know right. about any of that, Grace? No, I knew nothing about that. It's really crazy. The claims are like, it's like 42 page documents of all the things that she says that have happened over the years. But like she's saying, huh? Oh my God. Yeah. And like, she's saying that like some people that won awards, like should not have won those awards. I mean, there's a lot, it's a lot. And I'm surprised it didn't blow up more than it did. Um, I don't know. So that's just something to keep in mind as we move through all this, that they're in the midst of this tragedy. There's also this scandal and there's this historic award show. And so there's a lot of moving parts. Um, I feel like there's always criticism, though, with the award shows and uh -huh. how people are selected. Like, I mean, we saw Halsey's speech at the AMAs. Like, some people just think it's bullcrap. Yeah. No, you're right. That's an excellent point. You're totally right. Um, also, for anyone, the last thing that I'm going to say about Kobe uh, in depth, for anyone that wants all the facts and all the information, I was going to look all that up and tell you, you know, when his kids were born and all those things. But... It was, it was too hard. I was, I was getting really bogged down reading everything. Um, my friends, Emma and Julie, that run this account called Comments by Celebs, they did a great um, Kobe tribute episode. So if you want to learn more about Kobe and his life and his legacy, um, you guys should go listen to them. I, I mean, listen to this episode first and then go listen to them. But that they, they're a great resource, and I wanted to give them a plug because I was listening to it today, and um, – it's very factual and, and, and very good. So if you want to know more about Covey, listen there. Let's talk about the Grammys. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I have some history and facts for you because that's important, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Grammy, the show, got its name from the gramophone, which is the, you know, uh, gold-plated, like, record player that is on top and that makes up the award if you've ever seen a Grammy. Um, it was originally, the Grammys were originally going to be called the Eddies um, after Thomas Edison who created the gramophone. Thank goodness they did not because I like the term Grammy a lot better. Um, yeah. The Grammys. And it sounds like Emmys. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, the Grammy weighs, how many pounds do you think the Grammy weighs, Grace? 
I bet it weighs 19 pounds. 19. It actually mm-hmm. weighs 6. Um, oh. An Emmy weighs... Yeah, I guess 19 would be really heavy. Yeah, the sag is probably more <laughs> around 19. The um, Emmy weighs 4, I believe, and the Oscar weighs 8. I could be off a little bit. But regardless, the Grammy kind of falls in the middle as far as weight. Um, it's important to note, as we're talking about all the Grammys, the, elgi- the eligibility period for this year. So all the nominations for this year had to be in between October 1 of 2018 and August 31st of 2019. So any music outside of that period was not eligible this year for the Grammys. Okay. Grace, how many voters do you think are on the Academy? That vote for the Grammys? Uh, 40. 41, Only, actually. Wait, what? 41. Only 41? Yeah. I picture like a table of people. Oh, well, it is 12,000. Oh my God, really? Yes. And it's very secretive. Nobody knows who gets to vote. Like, it's very secretive, apparently. That's so interesting. Um, and then, like I mentioned, this year was the 60 second Grammys. So, there you have it. Um, also, a a thing that I think a lot of people don't really know is that the Grammys, on the day of the Grammys, before the show that night, they have a, um, a pre-Grammy reception where they give out the bulk of the awards. Did you know that, Grace? Um, I actually, okay, I didn't know it was the day before, but I knew there was something before because I remember, like, when I was watching E! before the red carpet or whatever... Like, Phineas had already won, and they made, they, like, mentioned it, and they yeah. mentioned it with a couple of other yeah. people, so. It's kind of a weird thing, because a lot of times it's happening, like, it's happening at the same time that the carpet is happening, so a lot of the mm-hmm. stars will be on the carpet, and then, like, an interviewer Fun. will say, hey, you just won this, kind of like you just said. Um, so, I want to read a couple of the awards that were given out before, uh, at that pre-ceremony. Um, best Spoken Word Album. Um, for poetry, audio, books, and storytelling went to Becoming um, by Michelle Obama. So she's now a Grammy winner. Wow. Yeah. That's special. Yes. Um, This next one, Grace, is a special shout out to you. Okay. Um, The Grammy for song written for visual media went to I'll Never Love Again by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Oh, that makes me happy. Yes. That's her... That was her 11th Grammy win, and it was a lot of confusion because, you know, Shallow was nominated last year, but again, that eligibility period really comes into play, so Shallow came out before October 2018, and the album for uh, A Star Is Born came out in November 2018, so that's why they were nominated this year. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Um, Best Musical Film went to Homecoming by Beyonce. Obviously, the Netflix documentary was incredible. Um, yes. That was Beyonce's 24th Grammy. Um, this is interesting, and I didn't even know this. You know, I feel like a lot of our listeners are in the South, so we need to mention this category, but Best Country Album went to While I'm Living by Tanya Tucker. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She was quite present at this year's Grammys. She really was. and Yeah. It, it's really funny because she's never won one before. This is her first win, but she was first nominated 37 years ago. 
Yeah, wasn't she nominated at like 13 or something? Yeah, something crazy. Yeah. So that just goes to show you that you're you're never too old to win a Grammy. True. Um, she also won the Grammy for Best Country Song for Bring My Flowers Now. Mm. Interesting. Um, best Gospel Performance Slash Song. I love this song. If you guys are looking for a good, like, Christian gospel song, um, God Only Knows by For King and Country featuring Dolly Parton is so good. Um, Ooh, it won the. Yeah, it won the Grammy, and so Dolly won a Grammy. It's always funny, like, the people that aren't there that just win Grammys, like, so funny. Um, Best Latin rock, urban, or alternative album went to El Ma... I don't know how to... I can't can't speak Spanish, I'm sorry. But basically, a Rosalia's album, and this is the first time an album completely in a different language has won this category. The whole album's in Spanish. Rosalia is fierce. Um, so yep. I was happy for her. Um, best traditional R&B performance went to Jerome um, by Lizzo. Yes, Queen. She won three, right? Yes, and that was her first one ever, so we love that. Um, best Urban Contemporary Album um, went to Cause I Love You by Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, best pop duo group performance went to Old Town Road, Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, also his first Grammy. Grace loves. Oh best, my gosh. Yeah. Best pop vocal album went to When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, Billie Eilish. Totally swept. And then, like you mentioned, Grace, um, producer of the year went to Phineas, which was yes. great. So my those were... Um, just some highlights of awards that they gave out before the show. Let's talk about the red carpet. Yeah, let's do it. I've been waiting. Okay. Where do we want to start with this? Favorite looks, least favorite. Why don't we just let, how about we do this? Let's popcorn some looks. Okay. And then we can do like, talk about our favorites, etc. I actually know where I want to start because I'm okay. retracting a statement that I texted you. Oh. So. Oh, are you? I am. Okay, tell them this story, though. Okay, yes, go. So, we talked about Billy Porter's look when we were covering, what was it, uh, SAG? Yeah, I think so, yeah. SAG, Golden Globes, one of those. Yeah, and I was kind of like, yeah, it was good. Like, if you guys know Billy Porter, he's known for, like, trains and dramatic looks. Mm. And I think, like, he was, I first noticed him at the Met. He wore, like, tuxedo on top and, like, ball gown on bottom. And it was, like... That was, that was Oscars. That was Oscars. Oh, that was Oscars? Okay. Um, but that, was, uh, yes, that was amazing. But since then, he's done very similar things, like a lot of trains. And so I was just kind of like starting to get a little sick of these like dramatic looks. Like it was cool the first time, but then I felt like it was getting a little like tired and unoriginal. And so I texted this to Caden and he was like, really? That's like so out of character for you. And I was like, yeah, it kind of is. And then I was looking more and more, and I was like, you know what? Cut him some slack because this isn't a train. He did something different, and his style is dramatic. And, like, how can I stand here and support Billy's style when she does the same strange thing every time, but then criticize Billy? You know what I mean? Billy Porter. Yeah. Grace, I'm proud of you. I feel like that was very immature of you. Thank you. So I'm retracting my statement. I think he looked great. Um, and I'm happy that he did something different than a train, but still like stayed true to his mm-hmm. image of doing dramatic looks on the carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the hat? 
Oh my God, everything. I saw a tweet that was like, um, me, I don't want to be involved in any drama. Also me when I hear about drama and it's like the fringe from the hat opening up. Yeah. So <laughs> like, when I saw Billy, he was getting out of the car, but you guys that, that, that didn't see his look, he had on this hat that like Grace mentioned had fringe all around. And so when he got out of the car, you couldn't tell who it was. I legitimately thought it was Sia. I'm not kidding. I was like, Oh, I was like, that's so random. She's like kind of been like out of the spotlight, like whatever. Well, so the hat, the fringe is rem- the hat and the fringe is remote control controlled by his mm-hmm. stylist because Billy wanted like headwear is really popular right now on the carpets. And so his mm-hmm. stylist wanted him to do headwear, but he wanted his face to be seen. Mm-hmm. So they made this hat to be mechanical. So whenever he was on the carpet, after a few photos with the fringe and his face being covered, his stylist could turn it on. And it, so it moves out, it moves the front fringe to the side so you can see his face. How amazing is that? It was everything. Yeah, I'm glad that you've come around to it. Me too. Um, can we talk about Lizzo? Oh my god, she, this is the best she's ever looked in my opinion. So good. This is oh Versace. Yes. Yeah. Lizzo and Versace with very old Hollywood vibes. Yeah. The strap, this white number with like a, a white fur shawl. She looked gorgeous. I feel like yes. she oftentimes does um, brighter colors. Yeah. Which to really flatter her as well, but... Just seeing her in white, it was, like, striking. Classy. She, yeah. uh, it was very, like, homage to Diana Ross. Also, I saw a side mm-hmm. of a side-by-side of her and Britney Spears from, like, the early 2000s. Um, a couple of trends on the carpet. There was a lot of white. There was a lot of gray. And there yeah. was a lot of, like, 70s looks. So, she definitely pulled yeah. that off. Definitely. Um, Gwen Stefani, I thought, looked fabulous. Ooh. I loved her style. Um, so, I thought she was worth mentioning. Yes, yes. They wore, I have it written down here somewhere, uh, I think Dolce & Gabbana, maybe. Anyways, that sounds right. her and Blake looked good. They walked the carpet together. Yeah. Um, Let's, I, about What did you say? Baby. <gasps> Grace. Your baby. She looked amazing. Don't even. Remember when last year nobody wanted to dress her at the Grammys because she was too big? Yeah, rude. She looked amazing. Like, you guys, I don't, Grace can probably explain it better because she's a female, but it's like a oversized suit, like black suit. Mm-hmm. But the underneath there, you know, it's really popular to wear like the blazers with nothing underneath so you can kind of see the chest and whatnot. But she had mm-hmm. on like this like diamond like bodysuit underneath. Body suit, yeah, that like, it was mm. like a turtleneck and it went like all the way down to her hands. So it popped out of the sleeves yes. and it there um like in the center where the where the jacket opened mm-hmm. and it was just like a fabulous black pantsuit with that statement underneath she looked so good i thought it was such a good grammy's look so good um i want to talk about the jonas brothers and their wives what do you think um first time i've ever thought that kevin's wife danielle looked the best she came to slay she was like i'm tired of getting on these carpets and these a-list stars Priyanka and Sophie up, like, upping me. She looked better than both of them combined. Totally. And Sophie just looked a hot mess. It was not good. It was kind of emo-y. A lot of, like, It was just, dark. like, it didn't even look nice. I it didn't, didn't even look, it. like, expensive to me. 
Right, no. And then um, Priyanka, I just, I'm, like, utterly confused. Because her, like, face and hair, like, I'd never seen her do that hairstyle before. And so she's stunning. Okay. I mean, she's a stunning person. I'm looking at it now, uh, yeah. But I loved, like, her hair like that. And I felt like there were angles where the dress looked nice. But where she's photographed mostly, that, like, straight-on angle, it's just odd. The dress is, like, oversized. Yeah, it's really, it was, it was like, I just feel like if you're going to, if you know you're going on a carpet being photographed from every angle, you need to make sure that every angle is snatched and popping. And, and she looked so good at the Golden Globes and we, we talked about how much we loved her there and I'm not trying to be rude. I, I don't have these, so I can't speak to how they work and like how you dress them, but her cleavage here Mm -hmm. does not look great and the whole thing just makes her look much older than she is I think yeah it was not her best look and she's been slaying the carpets this season so I'm like honey listen I love her she had her nails um she had the number 24 put on her nails as a like um you know sign for Kobe which I thought was incredible Nick had on like a a pink, or not a pink, a purple um, pin in his honor. Like, I loved those little nuances. but The details, yeah. It wasn't great. I'm glad that we agree. Agreed. Um, oh, Tyler, the creator. I know he was one of your favorites. I think he was one of my least favorite dressed males. Really? I can't props. Okay. I don't love, like, I think it would have been nice if it was just the suit, no hat, no suitcase. Okay, okay. You know? Yes. Um, for anyone wondering that did not see Tyler, the creator, also Tyler's a rapper, and I feel like maybe a lot of people not, might, not, might, not, not, might not know who that is, sorry. I mm-hmm. am not typically, I don't know his music really, I'm not, I, I can't say that I'm a fan of his. He came on the carpet, and he's wearing a full-on, um... What are they? A Bellman's suit. Yeah. It it looks like Esteban from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but it's like pink. It's pink. It has the red hat. It has the pink embellishes. He also brought a suitcase with clothes in it, pinks and reds in it. Um, One thing that I'll say about it is pink and red is really on trend right now. Um, I only Mm -hmm. know that because my mother and aunt told me, but I know that it is. And there was a lot of pink and red on the carpet. Um, I, the thing about the Grammys that's really interesting, is that there's not really a dress code to the Grammys. So, like, the Oscars, you know, it's, like, tux. The Grammys doesn't have a strict dress code. And in the past, think about how costumey the Grammys used to be. Like, Lady Gaga literally came in the, onto the Grammys in an egg. True. And, like, there's been a lot of iconic looks that have come from the Grammys that have been costumey. And so I solely put him in there because I liked that he was costumey and that it stood out to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Um, one of my favorite dressed males, actually male group, was BTS. I'm sorry. Ooh. But they coordinate so well on every carpet. This was one of my favorite looks of them. I'm like, do you even know how hard it is to coordinate a group of like four, five, six, yeah. let alone seven? Yeah. And they look so good. So good. Yeah, the coordination was there. It was good. The longer coats, I liked. And, like, the um, 
monotone kind of like mm-hmm. earth tone black white yeah. khaki vibes none of, like, the, none of them have like crazy color hair which i think is good yeah because i would have thrown it off um can we talk about maggie maggie rogers and chanel yeah um it was a bit of a frock mm-hmm. when i see that dress all i think is frock mm-hmm. but it's very maggie rogers yeah and maybe I'm saying this just because I like her, but, mm-hmm. like, I did cut her some slack. When I heard her interview, she said something about, like, it was made in 2013, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. when we started or something. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. When I saw her being interviewed, and I just saw, like, from, like, her chest up, and I saw the stars, there was such potential there. And she's a natural beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not going to do anything super glam or extravagant, I don't think. No. But then when I saw the full length of the dress, it was like an A-line number. I just wish that we could have almost done some alterations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, I, I like just the stars of it, but I agree. It wasn't like outstanding to me. Tell me yeah. your thoughts on Billy, because I know you want to talk about her. Okay. So Billy and Phineas decked out in Gucci. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was very Billy. She's in a great, she's in a green phase right now. Um, the thing is, like, you just can't hate on it at this point. It's Billy. When she wants to change it, she's going to. Mm-hmm. But I was like, did we expect anything less? I thought her brother Phineas looked stunning. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought Billy looked like Billy. I mean, yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't. I wasn't surprised by it. Um, it was perfect for her. Full Gucci, head to toe, even to the nails, custom Gucci nails. Mm-hmm. Very her. I mean, that's, her. that's what needs to be said about it. That's what you can really say. What did you think about Camilla's bangs? Honey, Camilla needs a new stylist. And I'm just going to say that point blank period. Oh. She looked amazing when she performed. Mm-hmm. Her best outfit was when she sang to her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, her, she just, she's such a star. Yeah. And I often feel she just crumbles at the carpet like her looks are never impressive to me mm-hmm. she was on my worst dress list mm. i mean I, I i i don't have an opinion either way about her but i kind of agree yeah speaking of worst dressed Ooh. lana DeRay <sighs> looks so matronly and horrible like i'm just gonna say it she <laughs> said <laughs> She said she got her dress from the mall, and you can tell. <laughs> I did. I saw people found it online, which I thought was really funny. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> like, her album was fire, and I honestly thought she had a chance to win yeah. Best Album of the Year. Yeah. But I'm glad she didn't, because <laughs> she wore that. Let it be known, when Grace walks the red carpet one day, she's not getting her outfit at the mall. Uh, you can say that again. <laughs> um, my favorite couple of the night was Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. They killed oh every she time. Looked, yeah, she, I, that was like one of the best she's ever looked. That color on her mm-hmm. skin tone. So good. Oh my God. That was one of my favorite looks of the night easily. His like suit. Is it a suit? Is it a kilt? We don't really know. That's like my type of fashion. Like I like a yeah. little edgy but like and a, and like a little mystery. Like people yeah. are like, wait, what is it? Yeah. Um, it reminds me. Another good example of that was when Timothy Chalamet wore the um like harness. Yeah. 
Yes. And no one had really done a harness on the carpet before, and they were like, what is this? That's an excellent analogy, Grace, or comparison. Thank you. Um, okay, mm -hmm. any, any like, final favorite women? Final favorite women. What? We have not talked about Ariana Grande. Oh, oh, my God, we haven't talked about Ariana Grande. She was one of my favorites. Me too. Uh, and just the way she sold it. Like, watching her pose for the cameras, mm -hmm. it's the confidence that sells the look. You're right. Like, if she had been walking around all shy and meek and mild on the carpet in that dress, it wouldn't have been believable. No. But she was posing, doing levels, doing faces, giving angles. All, she looked, one of my favorite looks of the night again. Uh -huh. Absolutely fabulous. Did you hear the story behind her outfit? No. Tell me. So... The dress is like, for anyone that didn't see it, it's like huge, like very fluffy gray. Not one layer, not two, three, honey. Big gray cloud. Yes. She she literally bought brought a blanket to the Grammys, yeah. which is like very smart of her. She wins. Um, Her dress, so she got two different designers to create two different custom dresses. She comes out on the carpet in the first one that all the pictures are in, you know, like the big fluffy one. Mm -hmm. She goes in and changes you might have seen it. The top was different. And she had like a neckline that was different. Like a beaded. Yes. She comes back out. And is like, oh, I'm going to do some press. But she puts on a different dress to do the press. Because she couldn't decide which dress she liked better. So there's pictures of her in that too. And then she goes in. Puts back on the really fluffy dress for a little bit. And then after she performs, puts on an emerald green dress. I mean. I know. Talk about all the Level of extra that I aspire to be. Mm -hmm. If I'm ever on a carpet, catch me being Ariana Grande, not Lana Del Rey. Okay. That's that's good. Um, also, Cardi B. I loved her look. She was one of my best Yes. Friends. That was the next one I wanted to mention. She looked amazing. But honestly, her style is on point. Camila mm -hmm. needs to hire someone that Cardi's stylist knows because yeah. she is always slaying and Camila needs to step it up. Yeah. She's girl she's so famous i'm like who is your stylist because she needs to be fired yeah um also speaking of fun fact lizzo's stylist is from arkansas no way um i was a little annoyed with cardi though because she literally walked to the carpet when no one was out there there's like no pictures of her because she came no. so late i hate late people i know and it's just funny because she came late and normally when you come late you just go straight in this girl still walked to the carpet. She was like, I don't care. Take my she picture. Good, honey. I know. Um, um, I have two more boys that I want to talk about. Okay, go. Um, actually, three. <laughs> okay. Sean Mendez. Mm -hmm. Nothing new for him. Just he looked amazing as per usual. Mm -hmm. Honorable mention. Mm -hmm. I felt. Okay, this is someone I've never heard of, but I was watching a fashion review on YouTube, and I saw his photo, and I, like, one of my favorite guy looks from the night. Oh. His name is Guapdad4000. He's a rapper of some sort. Literally never heard of him. What? But he did a gray suit with nothing underneath and a do-rag that had a train. <gasps> I did see that somewhere. It looked so sick. And I'm like, how has no one thought to do a do-rag with a train yet? I love a good do-rag. Oh. And, like, it, he just looked so cutting edge to me. Like, I was so into it. Um, I did not know that you love a do-rag. I love a do-rag when it's done right. Like, on a handsome guy. Mm. I love Fascinating. 
Yeah. And um, lastly, Lil Nas, we haven't talked about yet. No. Honey, he slayed. Yeah. He no. looks so good. My, Just totally turning heads. Yeah. My four best dressed were sh- men were Shawn Mendes, Tyler Crater, Lil Nas, and Phineas. Lil Nas, I could probably never pull that off. But it, again, it's Versace. Well, I think it's, he can. Yeah. It's all pink. Pink cowboy hat. Um, Versace scarves around the wrist. Um, it looks like Malibu Barbie, but give me yeehaw. Yeah. Oh yes, and it's like and it's like leather. One thing that I will say, this is maybe a hot take, but I just want to say it now. I think that this Grammys marked the end of Old Town Road. Um, I think it's like we're not going to see it again. And I think with the end of Old Town Road, we're going to see his style change a little bit. I don't really see him continuing to wear cowboy hats, and so. I actually agree with that. I think that's a hot take. And and if he's smart, he'll evolve. So I'm excited for that. Anything else on the red carpet? I think that's it for me. Okay. Let's talk now. Why don't we do performances, then we'll do some awards, and then we'll wrap up. Um, A few notes that I have performance-wise. Lizzo opened the show, um, and she had this, like, orchestra. And before she started her song, she said, Tonight is for Kobe, which I thought was really nice and, uh, you know great of her um she looked incredible in that black dress and then she changed mm-hmm. to this other number um she did jerome and then she went into truth hurts um i swear to you lizzo is jesus christ incarnated like he has come <laughs> back as lizzo he's blessing us all in a completely different way that's a little unheard of but we're all loving it and we're all benefiting from it i love her she's so good she's she is- so talented and just totally so good. Takes over the room. She called it her, whenever she was trying to figure out what she wanted to do for her performance, she said her vision was fantastic, Lizzo's fantastic trap orchestra. <laughs> amazing. Um, it's amazing. Alicia Keys. Oh my gosh. What a perfect uh, Grammy host. No one better. Especially for the tragedy that, that was, that was like oh, filling the room. Incredible. Incredible. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I want to read a couple of quotes from her opening. If you did not watch, she literally just walked up some stairs and got on stage. The room was dead quiet. So she didn't open with some like elaborate thing. You could tell that they didn't plan to open that way because later she did what she planned to open with. Um, But she started by saying, we're all feeling crazy sadness right now. We never imagined a million years we'd have to start the show like this. We're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. Those words in the house that Kobe Bryant built, like, rang through the air. And I think, like, I had chills whenever she said that. Um, She said, right now, Kobe and his daughter, Gianna, and all of those that have been tragically lost today are in our spirit and our hearts and our prayers. Um, then Boys to Men came out and they sang a small song. Um, and then, like Grace, you mentioned earlier, they eliminated his jerseys, which was really great. So, yeah. You know, really great. Um, also, then Gwen and Blake performed their song together. Great. Um, and Liz, uh, not Lizzo, sorry, Alicia Keys came back on and got on her piano and did her opening monologue that she was, I assume, was going to do. And she took Somebody You Loved by Louis Bacaldi and she changed it into, like, her own song. Um, so, like, for example, she said, Ariana went next. Tyler brought us Igor. Lil Nas rode that road till he couldn't know more. 
it's the Grammys, gonna have a ball, and here's Alicia Keys to get you through it all. If you like country or you prefer Young Thug, I'm gonna get you kind of used to hearing music you love. It was so good. Like, it was... So good. And Louis Capaldi, what a who. Right? And she was like, I hope you're okay with me using your song. And it was incredible. Yeah, I'd like never seen him until Grammy night. And I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. And I was like, they said that he was the singer of that song. And I'm like, did not expect that. Yeah. He's funny. I saw him at Jingle Ball and he came out and I was like, is he lost? Yeah. um, What did you think about the Jonas Brothers performance? Um, I want to know that song that they opened with. Right? I really like it. I was like, M- Macy was like, what was that song? And I'm like, because uh, you guys know, like, I, I support the Jonas Brothers, but I'm not like diehard Joe, Joe Bro fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I-, I don't know. Like, I'll look it up. I was like, certainly it's called like five more minutes. And yeah. certain, like, it was already on YouTube when people were like, what is this song? No. Yeah. They um, haven't released yeah. it yet. I assume it's going to come. I'm also really glad that they didn't release it because in a, in a minute we'll talk about Demi, but she released a song after she performed it. And I think that just would have been, especially because I think they used to be such good friends and now they're not. So I'm glad they didn't make that move. Also, did you notice Nick's teeth? No. Oh my gosh. I noticed it live when it was happening. Something big on the court, like in his teeth. And I was like, did he have like to get a feeling or like what's going on? And later he posted and was like, I didn't do a teeth check before. He had lettuce in his teeth. You're kidding. Awful. How funny. Um, okay, I have to say I loved um, Usher's tribute to Prince. Oh my God, same. I mean, I've always been an Usher fan, yeah. and he killed it. He really, he really, really, really killed it. It was really good. Um, also, Meat Mill, DJ Khaled, John Legend. Um, Robbie Rich, Kirk Franklin, and YG um, did a tribute to the late rapper Nipsey Hussle, who won his first Grammy this at this show. Obviously, he passed away, um, but it was it was a really good performance. Um, that was a solid performance too. I'm a huge fan of Roddy Rich, mm-hmm. Kirk Franklin, mm-hmm. and I never realized until that performance that Meek Mill is like really handsome. Oh, you have a crush on Meek Mill. Yeah, like I never like noticed until that performance. I was like, "Wait, <laughs> fascinating." Yeah. Hmm. Um. I also need to mention we. You already mentioned it, but Camila Cabello's performance of her song "First Man" oh, to her dad. My gosh, I was crying on the floor. Had you heard that song before? Um. Okay. So, how do we how do we discuss this? Um. When her album came out, all my roommates and all my friends loved it and said I had to listen. Uh-huh. But at the time, I was in a bit of a, um angsty phase of being really annoyed with her and Sean. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, as you guys know, I oftentimes, when I'm in love with a celebrity, get mad at the person they're dating, and I boycott them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> during the time that her album came out, I was boycotting her. And I remember my friends talking about this song, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. And then I saw the performance, and I was like, mm-hmm. now I see what all the hype was about. This, mm-hmm. this is really beautiful in every way. It's such a good and song. It's going to be a wedding song. If you guys didn't see, she started out like in the center of stage, and by the end of it, she was like had walked down the stairs, was in the audience um, singing and holding hands with her dad who was in the front row. It's a song about... like 
how he's the first man that ever loved her. I listened to it the night that it came out, just like in happening to listen to the album. And I shed tears at the thought of me having a daughter one day. I was like, I literally said a prayer and I was like, Lord, please give me a daughter one day because this song <laughs> just makes me want to be a dad to I a know, young dude. It really did make me emotional. And yeah, it was good. I just love a song that tells such a, a clear story, yes. you know? Yes. And um, he was very um, visibly emotional as well. He was sweet. Very sweet. Um, Ariana Grande finally hit the Grammy stage. If you guys listened. Finally. Last year she had creative differences and pulled out at the last minute. This year she clearly got to do what she wanted to do. She did um, Imagine, which Grace, don't you love that song? I love it. Yes. She did Imagine, then she did Seven Rings, and she did Thank You Next. All great. Great performance. Really liked it. So good. Um, the the thank you next part, I think, mm-hmm. or no, the seven rings part. Mm-hmm. It was like Euphoria vibes. <gasps> You're right. It was like the outfits in the pink light. I was like, she needs to be a guest like star Ooh. on Euphoria. Ooh, that yeah, because like I the mean, bedroom, like everything about it. Yes, it was so Euphoria. That is a good hot take, Grace. I know. Um, also, like, uh, people, there's, like, e- everybody always thinks everything she does, there's some, um, like, like hidden egg to uh, Mac Miller, and I'm sure that there was in this video, or this performance. Um, it was yeah. good. Also, Grace, I know you had to have been living for Old Town Road. Little Nas brought out everybody. He did several remixes to Old Town Road, and he brought out everybody from all the remixes, and they all did it together. You had... Lil Nas, of course, Billy Ray Cyrus, Diplo, BTS, Mason Ramsey's, Mason Ramsey, Nas. I mean, it was, it was a good performance. I know. I have actually, okay, I have something more to say about Ariana's performance and then I'll get to old. Ariana's also, I, I love watching her perform because I love a performer that flexes a good vocal. Yes. Because then they focus on the performance or the dance. She moves around like crazy and maintains the vocal her breath work is impeccable like watching her belt out these notes while she's moving around is like amazing to me so good now for old town road Mm -hmm. guys i could not think of a more perfect representation of the (laughs) the progression of old town road for the span of like 2019 yeah like between Mason Ramsey, Billy Ray, the BTS feature, I was on the floor. When mm-hmm. Macy Ramsey popped out, I was on the floor, like, and, and how it just, like, he walked into the next room, the next room, the next yeah. room with star after big star after big star. I'm like, this is, like, the highlight of my night. And I think I, I like, posted on my Snap story, and I was like, BTS, Old Town Road feature, why the hell did no one prepare me for this? And people were, like, roasting me for it, being like, <laughs> Why is that even a thing? And I'm like, are you joking? No, it's good. I also personally live for the line that Mason sings. If you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy out my way. I just, I feel that in my soul. I know, me too. Um, okay, this is the part that I want to really, this is the performance that I really want to talk about. Is my favorite performance of the night. Demi Lovato. Yes. Some things to mention. For anyone that doesn't does not know, which I've said that about a thousand times this episode, and I'm sorry, but Demi has not performed since July of 2018 when she had her overdose. Surely by now that you know that she overdosed, 
Um, she is a, you know, she's got an eating disorder. She's bipolar. She, you know, has addiction issues with alcohol and drugs. She has a lot of things stacked against her. Um, she survived the overdose, spent some time in the hospital, spent some time in reta rehab, has been clean since then. Um, she is, again, not performed. She's with new management. She's under Scooter Braun. And this is her first time back on the stage. And she sang a song called um, Anyone that she wrote and recorded four days before her overdose. Oh, my God. Grace, I cannot tell. Like, the version that she that it, that she put out, um, it came out five minutes. It came out on, like, all the platforms five minutes before her performance. Nobody had heard it. Um, and... She did not change it. So, like, after she, when she was in the hospital, she said, told herself, she said out loud, if I ever get the chance to get up on stage and perform again, the first song that I'm going to do is this song. And she was like, I'm not going to change the recording. She talked about how she's a perfectionist. And any other time she would have gone and changed it. But that voice that you hear in that recording that's on Spotify, that's on Apple Music, that is her in the darkest place of her life. And she chose to put that out there for us, one. And two, to get up and perform it for the first time at the Grammys. Wow. Not, any, not just anyone can do that. No, that is true vulnerable artistry. Literally, she started it, and she was very emotional, and she had to stop and start again, and then she slayed it. Like, mm -hmm. her vocals have never sounded better, I swear to you. Oh, Mary, my God. What? That woman has pipes. Like, they're they're better. She, they are better than they were. Like, I swear to you, God is literally singing through her. And the fact that this song, like, if you, full transparency, if you have ever been in the darkest place of your life, and for your sake, I hope you have not, but if you have, this is exactly how you feel. I can speak and testify to that all the day long when you are surrounded by darkness and you are in a hole that you do not feel like you can get out of. You literally pray for anyone and you do not feel like you're being heard. You do not feel like anything's going to happen. And for her to put out this song to speak to thousands of people, like I hope for her sake, that this song goes number one because I hope that as many people as, as possible hear it and see that even though you may feel that way, you can come back from that because she is a living, breathing testament of that. And for her to do that and get up there and be that strong in front of the entire world with this song, there is literally nothing like it. Agreed. Preach, honey. I am like... Like that, it like I have cried every time I listen to it. It's so good. I encourage you to go listen to it and stream it because people need to hear it and people need to realize that they're not alone. And if you know, it kind of connects to the whole Kobe situation. If you feel like you're alone out there, there are people there that are going to be there for you and that they want to hear you. Tell your loved ones that you love them. Give people a hug. Life is too short, and sometimes you don't bounce back from these things. So thank you, Demi Lovato, for bouncing back and for. For being here. It's incredible. I hope you liked the performance. I loved it. Clearly I did. That woman that can sing. Can sing. And, and the I, whole room stood up standing ovation. It was yeah. very moving. Yeah. Uh, and she's there's going to be a whole new album and new music this year, so I'm excited to, to see that. Um, any other performances you wanted to talk about? Hmm. Um... I think, like, I loved how Ariana got to sing, like, three songs. Mm -hmm. And I, there were a couple of performances that I was hoping was going to be the same situation, but it was only one, and I got very sad. Oh. 
like Billy, I wanted her to do a couple songs. Yeah, and and that would have been nice because she Try she when the party's over. I think she's just been like going through the like because she's played a different song at a, at at you know at every award show. So right. that's interesting. And um, her, she's an R and B artist. I am a big fan of hers, and she only did one song, and I was like hoping that she would do a little oh, medley yeah. moment, but mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. yeah. No, she was good. That guitar moment was really good. She she's a very good performer. She is. She's so talented. Um. Okay, because I know that you ho- that we have to wrap up soon. I want to get into some awards because mm-hmm. it's very important. Um, they only gave out nine awards during the show. So again, read a list off earlier. Yeah. yeah. The, the award show was like, what, four and a half hours? Uh-huh. And like nine awards. I mean, I get it's a music show and I love the performances, yeah. but like I could have done a couple more awards. Me too, me too. I just like the speeches and people's reactions. So. Same. Yeah. And, and it was like really swept all the ones that were on TV. It was, and like. Literally. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Literally. <laughs> Um, okay, so a couple of just honorable mentions. Best country duo slash group performance went to Dan and Shay for Speechless. Very excited for them. Um, mm-hmm. Best rap album went to Tyler, the Creator. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet. Yes. Be- best pop solo performance went to Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Um, so mm-hmm. again, Lizzo won three Grammys. Lil Nas won two. Um, and then... Kind of after that, uh, best rap slash sung performance went to Hire by DJ Khaled, Nipsey Hussle, and John Legend. They were very excited about that. But other than that, the rest of the awards of the night literally went to Billie Eilish. So I'll read them off for you, and then we can discuss them. Um, It was like back to back to back to back. She got Song of the Year for Bad Guy, um, and... In that speech, they talked about how they really, they made the music in the bedroom, which was really cool. Um, if you guys haven't seen that, she shows the bedroom in her carpool karaoke with James Corden and her CBS interview with Gail King. Um, she won Best New Artist, which is such a coveted award. Um, mm-hmm. She won Record of the Year for Bad Guy. And then she won Album of the Year for When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Um, and just to put that in perspective for you guys... Um, uh, record of the year. There, there's a little confusion. Record of the year deals with a specific recording of a song and recognizes the artists, producers, and engineers who contributed to that recording. While song of the year simply deals with the composition of the song and recognizes the songwriters who wrote the song. So that's kind of how that the two differences. It's very rare that two people win those two at the same time, um, as well as all four of those at the same time. Um, so, Billie Eilish became the first woman to sweep all four of the major awards in one night. Um, she's the second person in history to do it. The first person was Christopher Cross, um, who won all four back in 1981. Um, again, she's the second person, first female. Um, Nora Jones came close in 2003. Adele has also come close. She literally made history. It was It was very interesting. Yeah. It's so wild. Like... The thing that I was going to say about her speeches uh-huh. is, like, I almost, like, once she won, like, the third award, and she's, like, clearly running out of things to say. Yeah. It's, like, I'm so thankful, but, like, I have said all that I need to say. Mm-hmm. And then she wins the, four, like, when they were announcing the nominees for the last, what was it, best album? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah. I remember, but it was the last one. So it's like probably the biggest because they save it for last, I'm guessing. And I was like, guys, you know I'm a Billy stan. Like, I love Billie Eilish. And I was hoping that someone else would win because I'm like, she has nothing to say. I love that you're saying that. Yeah, like, and literally she and Phineas came out and they just said thank you in unison. And everyone's like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Like, and she said, like, Ariana, like, I feel like you should win this. And Ariana's like, no, 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 like, shrugging it off or whatever. But I'm like, uh, it I just, know. she already gets kind of a bad rap because she's young. So she yeah. m- makes some mistakes, like, in terms of, like, um, not mistakes, but she's just not the most, like, charismatic, I guess. Yeah. And so her to have to give four speeches as, like, a naturally, like, uncharismatic person it was just like oh I'm hurting for her because she she has nothing left to say like right I I honestly kind of wanted like there were so many great albums in that category like I think there are so many like people that I support Lizzo Ariana Grande Lana Del Rey again happy she didn't win because of her dress Mm -hmm. but besides the point um and I would have been happy like if any of them won and then you could like almost see backstage when they showed her and Phineas waiting and they won, it was almost like she was like, oh my God, like, I don't even know what I'm doing this. Right. Like, she, she was, it yeah. seemed like she was like, I have to go back out there. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks really bad because it's like, honey, like be appreciative. You're 18 years old and you just broke records and won the biggest award, yeah. four of the biggest awards of the night. Like you need to show your gratitude. And it was almost like, I want to, but I literally don't know what else to say. Like, I honestly don't think she wanted to win that last category. No. And I think too, like, because she's so young, I think she, honestly, she probably doesn't at, in that moment, didn't realize what a big deal it was. It was kind of like, yeah. Oh, another award, you know? And I don't, he was expecting to even come close to no. winning that minute. No. Um, I will say a lot of times, like whenever I think of award shows, there's always the people that I, that I want to win. And then the people that I think are going to win. I'm not Mm -hmm. surprised that she won all four. I wish from every fiber of my being that thank you next had one album of the year, because that album did not get a single Grammy, which is crazy to me. No, that's the crummy part. And like, it makes me so sad to see like a song that I love or an album that I love not win a category because it's like, it never has another chance to, you know? Yeah. Like, the same thing happened in rap album. Like, my favorite rap album of the year was The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. Uh-huh. And I was really hoping that he would win because he's yeah. new on the map. And I was like, that'd be so cool. Yeah. And then Tyler, the creator, won, which, like, I think it was his first Grammy. So, of course, I'm happy for him. But yeah. I'm like, dang, he wrote a really good album and he's never going to get that recognition for it. Like, that's really kind of sad. No, it is. And, and, and like, on the opposite side of that, I mean, I guess you say... They say we don't do it for the awards, but sometimes you kind of do. Like when you have, like Ariana's album broke records, and yeah. it, it's kind of crazy to me. Um, also, like the, like Billy's album, I think won so many because it's so different. It sounds so different, and that's clearly right. what you know through through this whole award season. That album is standing out because it sounds so different. I worry. Mm-hmm. For her sake, and this is not my decision, it's not her problem, it's the Lord's, he has a plan for her, but, like, what is next for her? Like, how can she top that? I don't really know if she can, you know? That's that's so much pressure. Um, Uh, Also, best... Sorry. No, 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 go ahead, sorry. I think another part of the appeal is the fact that it was made in a bedroom. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's so wild and so cool. Um, that I think that also adds to the appeal of like, how does this sound this good? It was made in a bedroom. Yeah. You know, but continue. It's so good. I'm not, my only other thing about her I wanted to say is that I also get a little nervous because I don't know if you've read or heard this, Grace, but the best new artist category is kind of um, bad luck at times. A curse? Yes. A lot of times the person that wins best new artist, like, hasn't won a Grammy since. Um, <gasps> yeah. Like, if you look at the list, it's like, oh, like, um, like Megan Trainer, um, Dua, oh. Dua Lipa won last year. And there's just like a whole list of very interesting, Colby Calais. There's an interesting, the, the oh. list is interesting. But then you have people like Adele's won it, Taylor Swift's won it. I mean, Carrie Underwood. Right. So, but there it's, are exceptions to the rule, yeah. When she won it, I was like, <gasps> but, and it's what it is. Um, I Yeah. So again, Billy swept, broke history. Lil Nas X, or Lizzo was the second most awarded with three. Lil Nas X got two. It was also Billy Ray Cyrus's first Grammy, which is hilarious to me. Um, yeah. He's kind of a one-hit wonder before Old Town Road. Now he's a two-hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's... But sometimes one hit is all it takes in his defense. You're right. Also, this is what I thought of. I meant to tell you this earlier. I think you love Lil Nas X so much because he is the male Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, that could be. I thought you were going to say male version of me, and I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's, like, very similar in a lot of ways to Lady Gaga. Yeah, That's I funny. could see that, too, but I think he's more laid back and less pretentious, mm-hmm. which yeah. almost makes him more likable, you yeah. know? Yeah. Also, honorable mention for Lover that did not win a single award, and I was very sad about, but you can't win them all, so. Sad, because that was a solid album, too. Yeah, 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 mm, yeah. Oh, shrugs. Shrugs. Um, okay, that's the Grammys, I think. Do you have anything else? I don't. Do you mm-hmm. want to take them through your poll results really quickly before we wrap? Oh, yeah, guys. I did my casual plug. I did He's my story recap. I'm on this, guys. He needs to tell you the results. Y'all, I literally spent six hours on this, so, uh, yeah. Uh, lots of, I do it every time. You guys know by now. Lots of interesting results. I tried to add some polls and things by now, um, by the way, we're referencing his Instagram highlight from the Grammys. Go to at WKBuffet and watch it and give him feedback and positive affirmations because this man is doing God's work for you people. Thank you, Grace. Um, people generally seem to really like the night. I'm going to look more at like the responses of what people were saying. A lot of people just like kind of thank me. Um, somebody asked, Maggie Kleiser asked, what is the difference between Song of the Year and Record of the Year? We answered that. Um... A celebrity hairstylist who is verified on Instagram replied to something and said, hope you're having a great day. Very confused how he found that, but he did. Um, to be a guest. Someone, my friend April said, I never cried so much during an award show. It was literally like a therapy session. Um, someone said Taylor Swift's absence and no wins was really sad. Um, yeah. Okay. People loved Demi. People loved, I mean, it seemed like a really good It was a good Show. And my mom texted me being like, oh my God, the Grammys, worst award show of the year. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like offended. I was like, wait, I think it's so good. What are you talking about? No, I agree. And even with the whole, you know, the sadness, I thought it, they handled it really well and put on a really great show. So shout out to 
all the people behind the scenes that you never see. Um, shout out to Alicia Keys, and again, prayers to all those who are hurting, all the families and friends of those killed in the helicopter crash. Um, Amen. Life is weird sometimes, and tragic and scary and hard, but we are all here together, and that's what gets us through, so... Tell someone you love them. Yes. And thank you for listening to our Grammys recap. We love you. We love you tremendously. Bye.